I'll have to talk very fast this morning, so let's get started together. Everybody concentrate. Get your mind off everything except what I'm going to say to you because I've got something to say that you need to hear. So let's get your mind off of everything now. Classes, examination, everything else, and soak in what I'm going to tell you here this morning. On my trip up to Evansville, Indiana, I went through the book of Jeremiah, and I thought I was reading current literature. I never knew there was as much in the book of Jeremiah that applies to our day as I found when I read it just recently. I never saw as many texts in my life in one book as I found here. I've got about 50 of them. I could preach to you 50 mornings on certain outstanding texts in the book of Jeremiah that fits exactly the age in which we're living. Did you notice in the paper this morning, I was in the paper not, it came over the uh, wire, the National Wire, and be in the office here, it's about on the radio. It was, my attention was called it, and I came in. A great university in America had uh, yesterday a water battle between the two of the fraternities in one of the capitals of the certain state, in one of the cultured states of America. The wildest battle you ever heard of, poured water in the uh, automobiles and wrecked property, uh, brought them into court today, and the fellow out of the school pleading for help, asking them to please don't do it, please don't do it, please don't do it, but they did it. This thing's tied up in the text I'm going to use this morning. I'd already marked the text, but that very instant is right in here, and I'm going to show you how it's in the book of Jeremiah, that very story. Now, this is the verse. It's the 22nd verse of the fourth chapter of Jeremiah, 22nd verse. For my people is foolish, or are foolish. They have not known me. They are sottish people, sottish children. Now, I've been through the concordance, and I can't find that word sottish except in this one place here in the Bible. They are sottish children, and they have none understanding. Now, notice, they are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. They're smart about sinning, but no knowledge about how to live right. Now, they are sottish people. Do you know what sottish means? Well, you know what a drunken sot is. He's a fool that's dissipated and drunk liquor till he's just a sot. You don't depend on anything he says, don't depend on anything he does, he's just a sot. Now, a sottish person is a foolish person whose sensibilities have been deadened either by sin that he's committed or maybe a sort of a inheritance that brought to about. Now, the prophet here says that God's people were a sottish people. Their sensibilities were dead. Uh, he said they didn't know God. He said, you're awfully smart about sinning. You're very foolish. Uh, you don't have to do anything to sin. All you got to do is just go and be natural. Drunk man doesn't have any trouble acting a fool. All he's got to do, he is a fool, and he just goes ahead and acts a fool. That's all. Uh, that explains a drunk man going down the street. You say, you better be careful. You better watch him. He's drunk. He just does what he wants to do. Runs on either side of the road and uh, spits and cusses and damns and does anything he wants to. He just, uh, he's a sot, that's all. Now, Jeremiah said that God's people, God's people are sottish people. Now, what, how do we get in this mess in this country? What's the matter with us? More fool things are being done now, even by Christian people. Even by Christian people. Young people do such foolish, silly things. Now, why do they do it? Well, they're sottish. Their sensibilities are dead. Even Christian young people, they have a hangover from the world. Why, half the things you've ever learned in your life are not so. Nine-tenths of the teaching you've ever had is false, as far as the world's concerned. Nine-tenths of it. Nine-tenths of what you've been told this world isn't true. Nine-tenths of all you've ever heard, if you do, you'll go to hell. The world's philosophy is not God's philosophy. 
uh, we talk about the wisdom of the world. Now, the wisdom of the world is here. That's right. But the Bible says there's another wisdom, a wisdom from heaven. He said, now notice this wisdom of heaven is first pure. It's first pure, not the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world is not first pure. The wisdom of the world doesn't start off on that basis. It starts out on making an explanation. Uh, why do people act like that? Why do they do what they do? It doesn't start out with its standards. The wisdom of the world never has started that way. It doesn't operate that way. It does, that's not the base on which it operates. It's a different kind of wisdom. Now, God's wisdom is first pure. Pure it is above everything else. Now, that's the wisdom from above. Now, you've got in this country today the whole situation. In America today, God's people are selfish. Their sensibilities have been dead by the world. Take education. You can hardly find schools in this country that are really Christian. Did you know the most difficult thing on this earth is run a Christian school? Why? The people are sottish. God's people are sottish. Why, we have a hard time getting teachers. Getting teachers that, uh, whose sensibilities have not been blotted or blurred or hurt or hindered by the philosophy of the world. Now, I'm telling you, you go out to get them. Even Christian people. You've got preachers that stand in pulpits today whose finest spiritual sensibilities have been deadened by the philosophies of life that they've had to follow them over out of the world into the pulpit. And it's so everywhere in this country. Why, it's a constant battle, day in and day out, all the time, everywhere, for a Christian institution like this to keep itself straight and keep on going right. Why, you talk about problems? Of course you have them. Who wouldn't have problems in a day when uh, thousands of young people uh, in a capital city of a great state in this union uh, take the boast of its education? We'll go down the streets and have a riot. A riot. Just let the flesh go. That's, that's the world. Turn loose, let go. That's the devil. That's the world. And that same thing comes over here. You get in a place like this, Bob Jones University. Listen. Listen, if you lifted restraint and restriction from this school, it'll go to hell in six months' time. They always go to hell when you lift restriction. Always. You have enough trouble in this country with all the brakes you can put on. Because we've got a hangover from the world. And, and what's become popular, we considered was the thing to do. Now, that's not according to God's standards. God's people are different people. They're self-controlled people. They're people with standards, they're people with decency. And we've fallen from it. And this country's going to hell so fast you can't see it for dust. There's been more moral deterioration in America in the last ten years than it's been in my whole lifetime. There's more rotten philosophy being spewed out on university campuses and religious schools in America that they don't even know it's rotten. They're sottish. The sensibility's been deadened and blighted by a world where men have let go and do as they please. Now that's what he said here about them. And he said they're his people. He didn't say the pagans. My people, my chosen people, are sottish. Pretty smart about what they do is wrong. Wise about that. When it comes to doing God's work, they don't know how to do it. They don't know what's spiritual and what isn't spiritual. Easiest thing the world does is do wrong. No trouble about that, because they just are wrong, see. And when a fellow's wrong, it's, it's no trouble for a drunkard to do wrong. His sensibilities are dead. No trouble for a bad, wicked woman to do wrong. His sensibilities dead. But Christian people are supposed to be different. You know, it's no trouble for a man that's drunk. You couldn't trust a man that's drunk. A fellow that's drunk isn't trustworthy. Give him some money, he might lose it. If he's drunk, you 
wouldn't trust a drunk man to go downtown and take some money to pay a note in the bank. He's a drunk man. Sensibilities are dead. He's sottish. Sensibilities are dead. You've got folks in this country today that you can't trust them to be chaperones. You can't trust them uh, to take a stand. You can't trust them. They won't be trusted. That's what he said. He said in the last days, terrorist times would come for men would be truth breakers. They wouldn't be trustworthy. You can't depend on them. That's what he said to be a sign in the last days. Betray a conference. Put a man in office. There's been more public scandal in this country, politically. More questions are being raised about high officials in America than ever have been raised in the history of this nation. And I tell you, it's a terrible, tragic day you live in. It's a terrible condition. Wonder what God's prophet had looked down on America Day and see the schools in this country. Solish. Solish. Get away with anything they can. Do as they please. Live as they please. He said, two reasons, he said. Your sodish, your sensibilities have been dead, blighted. Well, you can understand that with sinners. I can figure that out with sinners. That's not hard for me to understand about sinners. Old sinners are sinners. But you think that God's people, would all of them would be all right, wouldn't you? Well, they're not. They've got a hangover. You've just drunk enough of the world's liquor to be uh, sodish. You just had enough of it, even though you're converted, to just talk a little like the world. And stagger a little like the world. Wobble from one side of the road to the other like a drunk man. Just stagger along. You just just had enough drink. You quit drinking, all right. You don't drink anymore. You've given up the world. I know, but you've got deadened sensibilities. You're foolish and sottish. That's what Jeremiah said about God's people. Well, there isn't a person in this house today that doesn't have to fight certain things that have hanged over, hang over on your life from the past. What a mess we're in. And we've raised an adulterated Christian leadership. Listen, you can't count today ten great preachers in America that stand up in pulpits and thunder the wrath of God like John Lee. The modern evangelistic preaching doesn't represent the old time. Very little preaching against sin anymore. Very little preaching. How long since you heard a preacher stand up and preach a sermon on against sin? Why, we old evangelists in the old days, we spent a week or ten days doing nothing but throwing thunderbolts of the wrath of God at the head of guilty men. Under sin, you preached them under conviction. You preached them till they were so miserable they couldn't rest. Uh, but now we've come along with a popular wave sweeping over America and everybody's going along. You've got girls that go to evangelistic services, both be Christian girls, and neck all the way home. And then they say, you know, I don't believe in restraints and restrictions. You don't. You know what? You're a sausage. Your sensibility has been deadened by a world which you've lived. I'm sorry for you. I'm more sympathetic towards this generation than I've ever thought I could be towards a generation. There's more rotten philosophy being put up. Laugh about it. Joke about decency and standards of right and wrong. And it's got it everywhere. It's in the churches. It's in pulpits. It's in schoolrooms. It's in classrooms. Hell breaks loose on a campus. <laughs> Some leaders for America, isn't it? Some of those young people went down the street the other day and turned those hoes on a good church witness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're good church folks. Go down. What's wrong with the young folks having a little fun? Huh? 
Oh, yeah. All right. Destroy property. All right, run into a man's house and grab his hose and turn on some hose he's paid for a rubber hose and put it up there and go around and shoot water all over. That's lovely stuff, isn't it? All right to go to a football game and raise hands. How Harry. Paint the town red. That's wonderful stuff, isn't it? <laughs> and the sad thing is it's not just a bunch of devils. Oh, no. That's not the tragedy. You can understand sinners like that. But how can you understand Christian people that weak at that kind of stuff and say, well, young folks are young folks? Why do you do that? Well, then, <laughs> their sensibilities are dead. Why, up and down America today, you can take Bob Jones University, there isn't one thing in our standards of this that isn't Christian and right. There isn't one rule that isn't essential to the spiritual testimony of this school. Every rule that's made here is essential and been prayed over. Up and down America, they talk about this school. Talk about district. They don't say they're leading 50,000 people to Jesus a year. They say, you know, you can't hug and kiss on the campus. That's life for most people, hugging and kissing. That's all the life. And that's the life of the world. You can't hug and kiss what you're living for. That's the life of the world. You have to be a modest girl, because God said to be modest. Quite respectable. It isn't respectable. It isn't made respectable because it's customary. That's not the Bible. God said to be modest. That isn't custom. You made it customary, but not in God's sight. You're soddish. Like an old sot that drunks liquor so long, he doesn't know what to do. Sensibilities have all been killed. They've been dead, and he doesn't know what to do anymore. He, he likes to go home, but he doesn't know exactly the way home. He wants to go home. He, he, he wants to go home and be good to his wife. He's got a wife that's been good to him, and he wants to go home. But uh, he's, he doesn't know exactly how, and you have to lead him. You start to lead him the right way, he says, you know, I don't want to go this way. I'll go this way. Sergeant. Lord, God, be merciful to us. Oh, you say, Bob Jones, you are, you are an old-time pessimist. Who said so? Why don't you call up Jeremiah on the phone? Tell him, that weeping prophet of God. No wonder he wept. No wonder he's called a weeping prophet. No wonder they talk of weeping Jeremiah. He had something to weep over. You've got a nation to weep over. And most of you have churches to weep over. And we have some pulpits we ought to be weeping over. And there are schools all over America, up and down our land, some of them tagged denominational schools that live like the world lives and thinks it. America. Sodish. Now he said, you don't know me. That's what he said up here. You don't know me. Listen just a minute. It didn't mean they didn't know there's just one God. They knew that. They knew that. They knew there was a God. And they knew there's a God. And they knew there's one God. They were set apart as a race, chosen of God, to testify to the one God and to be separated that one God. They knew all that. I imagine they talk separation. I imagine some of those Israelites went around and said, We believe in being separated. So we don't do some of these things. We don't chew tobacco. You know, we believe in separation, but they didn't practice. They believed all right. Listen, you can believe all right and practice wrong because you have a hangover. 
A drunkard can believe you ought to go home and start home. But he's staggering money. You can believe the Bible's the word of God and live like the devil. With a hangover philosophy. Let me tell you something. If you come to close of this school, you may God Almighty help you to try to get the spiritual stimulation. They'll get rid of that spiritual bluntness and deadness and... That's something that's happened to most of us in this day in which we live. You're in a grand and awful mess. And I said, you don't know me. It didn't mean they didn't know God, but they didn't know what kind of God he was. <laughs> you know, they said, well, you know, we are his favorites. <laughs> sure will be good to us. He will. You're doing the things going to damn you. You wait till A.D. 70 comes and Titus comes in there with his army. And takes some of your little babies by the heels and takes them out and dashes their brains against the wall. You wait. You wait until they drive the chariots over mangled dead women. You wait. See if you get away with it. Listen, listen. You can't get away with the wrong faith and you can't get away with the wrong practice. You can have faith without practice. What the fundamentals of this country need is uh, to practice what we talk about believing. I'm sick and tired of the Christian young people of this country. Listen, any Christian young people, person, that took part in that uh, campus escapade in that city, any the Christian young people to party to the damnation of this country. That's that's the way this country's going to hell. That's the way it always goes to hell. The brakes get where they don't work. Train going down track, down grade. Cut off the engine, try to stop it, but the brakes don't work. That's what's the matter with this country. We're going down grade, and we try to cut off the steam. And some president of some school or some teacher said, Put on the brakes! They haven't any brakes to put on. The moral brakes, they don't have. Because they have a hangover. They, they've taken brakes that uh, won't break. Brakes from the world that doesn't operate well. It takes God's brakes to make a train stop. And over and over and over again, God says, whoa, 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 whoa. And they don't whoa. Listen, America's going to whoa and whoa quickly. It's going to hell. I'm not saying that because I feel bad physically. I sick myself week before last. I never felt better in my life, do today. Physically. Can't accuse me of saying what I'm saying this morning because I don't feel well. Sometimes we preachers don't feel well and we talk me. I'm saying to you what I believe God Almighty wants you to hear. I won't tell you that every year you run a school, it's hard to run for God every year, every year. The greater disappointment you have in certain people. The greater disappointment you have in people supposed to be for God out in the world. But then you get God's book down and read it and you analyze it. Now it is. Jeremiah, what's the matter with them? They're sottish. Oh, I understand. They drank liquor one night, yeah. The world's liquor. They drank at the fountains that the world itself tried to dig. And those fountains were stagnant. And they drank there. And they've drunk the world's water. And, and like the children of Israel, they said, Let's go back to Egypt where we can eat what we like. 
Oh, that flesh pot. We'd like to have some of that flesh we used to eat. Remember when I, before I was converted, you know? When I was a girl, you know? Remember that summer I was off that beach? I'm converted. Now, you know? You know, I get awfully homesick sometimes. Those flesh pots all right. Go on back to them. Don't bring them into us. Listen, don't bring your dirty, rotten flesh of the world here and throw it around on this campus. And don't come back here next year with any of it. And don't send anybody here that brings the flesh pots of Egypt here. We don't want them. Keep your dirty flesh pots where they belong. You want them on this? We are God's people. Set aside and apart to God Almighty to witness this nation in a time of chaos. You know why you do such foolish things? You young people, even good young people, act the fool. Start something. Start a movement. This country is filled with young Christian people. Mean well, really mean well in the heart. Say mean well. But they act the fool. have even enough sense to get advice. Everywhere I go, I find some young person got me some big fool idea. It won't work at all. He's foolish. Foolish. He's been so stunted in his thinking along spiritual lines that he doesn't think through the darkness and doesn't know how to think. You know, I'm so glad God took charge of me when I was a boy. I knew I didn't have any sense. But if I've made any mistakes in my life that are serious mistakes, it's because I didn't get the right advice. Always ask them. I used to walk all over the country to try to find somebody asking what to do. But the time came. And I look back now and I can remember three or four times I got the wrong advice. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have the kind of training. But I didn't have so much wrong training, thank God, either. I didn't have much what you call real spiritual instruction. But we didn't have as much of the other stuff either in those days. You got young people all over America, even Christian young people acting the fool. I see them acting fool everywhere it goes. And they think they're doing the most wonderful thing in the world. And it's a foolish something. They're sophists. They, they don't know how to discern, how, how to see it, what to do, how to make it up. And they just act the fool. That's what Jeremiah said about these folks. He called them God's people. That's the sad part of it. If he just said the Egyptians... It wouldn't have been so tragic. You expect the sinner to be a fool. You expect God's people to have good saints. Expect them to have spiritual slant, the right kind of understanding. Now wait, I've got to stop because you're going to have to go to the examination. Now listen closely. Just a minute. Now you know why a sinner's smart? Jesus said the children of the world are wise in that generation, children of light. A sinner just does what he does naturally. I heard a singer sing one time, and I thought the singer had a great voice. And I asked her voice teaching, she said she sings natural. It's never been spoiled. The worst singing have is to have a wrong teacher teach your voice. That never have a lesson. You know, I never had a lesson in public speaking in my life. My voice isn't right, but it's my voice. And it's, I've kept it for 52 years, and hammered it as no man ever handled a voice anymore. I never missed but two or three services in my life from bad throat. I didn't get the wrong lessons in how to use my voice. I just went on with myself. But not have a lesson, get the wrong lesson. I won't voice it ruin, but teachers gave me the wrong lesson. You can get the wrong teaching, get the wrong instruction, get the wrong philosophy. Now, he said, they are smart. You know why? They're just natural. <laughs> Sinner does what he wants to do. Wants a girl, he gets her. Wants to go to hell, he goes to hell. Nothing stops him, nothing restrains him. Now, you become a Christian. 
All right, get to be a Christian, you get a new nature. You say, now, I want to do right. I want to go the right road. Something here drives me on right road. I love Jesus. I want to do the right thing. But there's that old self that comes up and hammers and fights. And that old self pulls you over to one side. And you know, Paul said those Christians were carnal Christians. They had a hangover. They had a hangover. They got the old hangover. Uh, they're sober, all right, but they have a hangover. And I won't tell you right now, it's tragic in this country, the kind of hangover they have in this day now. Now, he said they are wise, these fellas. You know why they're wise? They just go their way. They just go their way, sinners. Go to hell, wind up in hell, always wind up bad, but they're smart when they go out after something. No conscience. Want it, they get it any way you can get it. Crooked, straight, anyway. They get in jail, all right, but they go out and get it. Want somebody's automobile? You haven't got one of your own, no money to buy? Steal one! And right, and go away, please. Well, if you want to steal, pretty good way to get an automobile, isn't it? May get in jail, but you just go your way, see? Or now you become God's child. He said, they're not smart. You know why? They haven't got enough sense to use what they've got. A sinner in this unregenerated state, all he knows is to use what he has. You have something he won't use. That's the reason you're not smart. Everybody on earth told me about Bob Jones University the day I started. Said, make up with so-and-so. Make up with this association. Make up with that association. Make up with somebody else. I said, I'm going to make up with God Almighty. The greatest asset in this world is Jesus Christ. This, I'd rather have Jesus Christ with his hand on the throttle of this school than to have all the multimillionaires in this nation. I'd rather have a little school here with just a little handful of saints of God that lived it. And have about 25 or 30,000 or 50 like this other school have and have them going downtown taking the water hose and going to jail and smearing the name of Jesus Christ and Christianity in this country. You've got an asset. You're not smart enough to use what you have. Listen, listen. You don't have to have anybody but Jesus Christ and his friends. And whenever you go to make up devil, you won't have anybody. Devil won't be for you. Jesus won't be for you. Devil's children won't be for you. God's children won't be for you. You'll be left in the middle of a mess. That's where you're headed. I don't the world take care of its own. It does the best it can, but it can't deliver. Jesus Christ can deliver. You're not smart because you don't depend on him. You're sobbish. You're foolish. You're silly. You're insane. You're twisted. You've got a hangover from the devil's whiskey. Figuratively speaking. You're an old sock got something won't have it. Won't use your assets. You're just not about Jesus said the children of this generation are smarter than that generation. They're wiser than the children of life. Jeremiah said something like that. He said they're not smart. World's smart. Use what it has. World uses what it has. Why don't you use what you have? That's the way to be smart. Use your talents. Use your resources. Use your Christian testimony. Use your resources. Tap the reserves of power. Be what you ought to be. God help us to do it. Save us from the awful incoming tide that's every day coming with awful pressure upon the world. Christian centers. Give us victory and keep us true. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.